And welcome to the first episode of Strewn Along the Path. I mean, look at all this stuff. You know, I walk along on these journeys, and I come back along these paths, and there's just stuff thrown here, thrown there. It's kind of a mess. So I thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> Let me share my mess with you, if I may. Um, this is going to be a pretty informal podcast. There's not going to be a lot of hoopla or structure. I'll probably try to use this as a place to put my outtakes, if there are any, from episodes. And uh, any long discussions that I have regarding a certain subject on an episode, if I cut stuff out. And there's sometimes I cut stuff out because I don't want to change the tone of the Journey Into podcast. I don't want to get into area, two areas that are too personal or too much about, like, say, my weight loss or <laughs> my weight gain or whatever or anything to do with politics. I mean, I'm not a big political person. I definitely have political views, um, but I don't like to ramble about them, uh, especially out on a podcast kind of situation. Uh, more more of a one-on-one kind of thing. And there, you know, there's there's also things I could talk about regarding my faith. But I don't plan on putting a lot of that here either. This isn't really going to be like my my journal podcast or anything like that. Mostly it'll be stuff related to Journey Into. And uh, we'll, we'll see. It'll be a hodgepodge of stuff. I've also th- thought, you know, as I watch movies or TV shows on Netflix or whatever, this might be a good place to share my reviews, my little mini reviews of those types of things. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll do here, but it's more just a uh, place for me to to put extra stuff that I have. So I could have called it the closet podcast, I guess. It's kind of my closet where I stick everything that doesn't belong anywhere else. And if that doesn't encourage you to come back, whew, I don't know what will. So, for this debut episode, I'm going to continue on with my discussion of the Star Wars universe. Um, on the podcast, when I had Rish Outfield's story, Outgoing Transmissions, I talked about Star Wars and my experience with Star Wars. And I just kind of went on and on and on about Star Wars. And I felt that it was really too long for the podcast. Longer than I I wanted it to be. I may not even include all of it here for this one. Um, But I left off. I had already talked about the original trilogy. And I started to talk about the expanded universe of novels and books and whatnot. And that's kind of where I dropped it off on the podcast. So if you're interested in that, you can go listen to... Journey 74, Outgoing Transmissions, to hear the first part of this discussion. And now we'll continue on with the conversation uh, about now. Uh, But I didn't really care at that point. I just thought, this is great. This is perfect. I love Star Wars. Like most of the world did, I, I suppose. I was a Star Wars fan. That I remember, I think it was 1991, I was actually 
on a mission for my church. <laughs> and uh, on one of my preparation days, we were in a bookstore, just looking around, I guess, and uh, I saw the hardcover of Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn in the bookstore. And I'm like, no way. So I picked it up and I paged through it and read that it was basically a continuation of Luke and Leia and Han and everybody a couple years after Return of the Jedi. I was like, no way. <laughs> so even though I probably wasn't supposed to on my mission, I did buy that book. And uh, over over several weeks, I read Heir to the Empire. And uh, totally loved it. I loved everything about those uh, that trilogy of books. I believe it was Heir to the Empire, Dark Moon Rising, and I can't remember what the third one was. I have the books somewhere. I could look it up. But anyway, it was that first trilogy of books from Timothy's on. And uh, so as those came out over the years, I, I read those and I enjoyed those books. And I really liked the, uh, I really thought it was true to the the movies. It was, you know, very much had the same feel. The characterizations were the same of the characters. Of course, they had moved on a little bit. And, you know, we, we had new characters like Admiral Thrawn and Mara Jade and Card. And I, I loved all those things. And I loved how, uh, you know, when Luke was on whatever planet card was on and he couldn't use the force because of the animals that were there. And so he had to just rely on his own intuition, his own skills without the force. I thought that was great. And I really did like the character of Mara Jade and how she tied into the books and and her connection with Luke and all those things was just, again, I was a fan. I loved those books. As the, what we now know as the Expanded Universe books continue to roll out, um, I followed along for a while. I really, uh, I, I liked the courtship of Princess Leia. I, I For the most part, I guess, I enjoyed the uh, Jedi Academy trilogy. But there started to be other books that I just really didn't care about. Uh, the, I guess the worst one that comes to mind is the truce at Bakura. And that was supposed to happen like hours after Return of the Jedi. And this other alien species came in and right away, you know, Leia had to go be a diplomat. And Luke, I can't remember everything with the alien race, but, you know, he had to deal with this alien race and there was, they were resistant to the force or something like that. I don't know. But it just seemed way too soon to be throwing these, uh, these characters into another situation where they had to deal with things. And it just seemed totally un-Star Wars. You know, it seemed like some other science fiction book where you have these strange aliens that show up and you have to deal with them. But it wasn't, had nothing to do with the characters that we of the alien races or anything that we knew from star Wars. And it was just, it was alien from star Wars, even though, you know, all the characters were there. It really wasn't to me a star Wars book. And the, the more I read, the more I kind of felt that way is that these things just were less and less applied to the movies that I loved. And I know that I'm sure there's other books 
that I would enjoy. There was the, the whole new Jedi Order that came up with, you know, Han and Leia's children, Jason and Anakin and Jenea, I believe, were their names. And they were in these other books, too, but, um, you know, they kind of, them growing up, and it was, they had a series of those books, the young, the new Jedi Order books. And I just, by that time, I had kind of phased out of the expanded universe. Um, I would kind of like, to, actually, uh, Lawrence Grab Harris was just talking about the expanded universe on Facebook the other day. And I, I did say on there that I, I would kind of like to go back and read um, Michael A. Stagpole's X-Wing books with the Rogue Squadron and stuff like that. I think I'd really enjoy those books. Um, actually, my son just bought uh, Tales from the Empire. And so I might have to snag that from him too and read that, read those tales from there. There were also some comic books that came out by, from Dark Horse Comics that I read and I enjoyed those as well. There was Dark Empire and Dark Empire 2. And then they started going back into stories from the old Republic, you know, the old Jedis. And I followed that for a little bit too. Uh, But again, it just started to become more. I really liked what they were doing, but I really lost interest in getting involved too much in it. You know, I was already collecting so many other comics at the time, but I, I did, I was faithful for a while with those Dark Horse comics. Oh, one thing I really liked that Dark Horse did was they uh, compiled all the comic strips from the newspaper. So all the Star Wars comic strips, and I guess there was two different comic strips. So they collected all of one series into comic book and they kind of laid it out and filled in the gaps a little bit but it was pretty much just reprints of the uh, comic strip but it they did it really well and i uh, enjoyed those stories and then there was another series that they did of comics somebody else did another comic strip series and so those, those were good but i kind of stopped stopped reading those as well after a while and then it was announced that there would be the prequels. <laughs> and there was more excitement, more things to look forward to. And it was kind of a big move. And so let's, so now I guess I can give you my impression of the prequels also. So episode one, The Phantom Menace, I did enjoy. I think a lot of people just hate on it a lot. And I understand why they do, and I understand what they don't like. But as a whole, I I thought it was a pretty good movie. I really, I did enjoy it. Um, You know, okay, granted, Jar Jar Binks was obnoxious. Granted, Darth Maul was underutilized to the extreme. Granted, we didn't need to know about midichlorians. Granted, the uh, Trade Federation was pretty lame. Okay. I'll admit to all those things, but the rest of it, I thought really, really was good. I really liked the characters of the young Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. I thought they, they were done really well. I liked seeing a young Senator Palpatine and seeing him rise and see him at the beginning of his rise to power. And I really didn't mind Jack Lord as Anakin as much as everybody else. And you know I think everybody pretty much attributes the dialogue and the <laughs> you 
you know, some of the stilted lines to just the script. George Lucas didn't, didn't write those very well in the prequels. And so he had some very strange dialogue and, you know, it, it stuck in places. But I liked Anakin and I liked how they found him on Tatooine. But I, you know, I enjoyed the pod races. I enjoyed them retaking the palace on Naboo. Um, I maybe I didn't like as much the uh, space battle with Anakin just going out into space and flying against the Trade Federation and being the one who accidentally just happens to blow up the uh, the big Trade Federation ship out there. I I didn't really care for that part, so I'll give the people that don't like the movie that as well. But holy cow, the fight with Darth Maul, with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn fighting Darth Maul, that was pretty cool. I mean, that, that blew me away. Lightsaber fights like we'd never seen before. Yes, I've seen the choreography and how they would have never hit each other, but I don't care. That, those were some awesome scenes, and I loved that whole thing. And I like, you know, the fact that Qui-Gon Jinn got killed. Of course, he had to. Uh, because Obi-Wan had to take on Anakin as a Padawan. And at first, I didn't mind. I thought it was cool that Obi-Wan killed Darth Maul. As I looked back, I realized what a huge missed opportunity that was, that killing Darth Maul in the first movie was really a big mistake, and Count Dooku was never anything remotely as threatening and cool and really scary and who cared about Count Dooku nobody I mean it was it was a really missed opportunity they could have done something to Darth Maul to incapacitate him or to maybe he falls down the gravity well or the energy well or whatever he did but then in episode two he could have come back that would have been pretty cool and so I guess that brings us to episode two Attack of the Clones which I think is my least favorite movie of all of the uh, Star Wars movies. There really isn't anything that I that I liked about that. I mean, I the battle in the arena with when Anakin and Padme and Obi-Wan were fighting against the uh creatures, the alien creatures. I I thought that was a good section. I did get a big kick out of seeing Yoda fight with his lightsaber for the first time. In the original trilogy, of course, he was very, very old, and he never saw him fight anybody with a lightsaber. So that was quite a big highlight of Attack of the Clones. But that's about it. I really didn't care about the droid battle with all the Jedi. I mean, it was cool to see all the Jedi at once with all their lightsabers flashing and, you know, all the blasters, rifles coming and everything being done. In the battle, it was all visually very cool, and I enjoyed that on a on a physical level, but there was really nothing deep that tied me to that movie. Um, you know, of course we had to, we had to carry on and have the love story. So that was good, but the dialogue was again, not very good. So I really didn't care for the second movie. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad I got to see everything, but really nothing to write home about. I would definitely say that I enjoyed uh, John Carter of Mars far better than I did Attack of the Clones. And I know that those are two separate movies, two separate worlds, but two separate franchises. But uh, 
I definitely think they could have done better. And again, I think part of that too was the Count Dooku. I mean, who cares? I don't, I don't know anybody that, that really thought Count Dooku was, was anything special. I mean, yeah, he was the next Sith Lord after Darth Maul, but eh, whatever. <laughs> so I guess going to episode three, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yes, I did enjoy seeing Count Dooku get killed by Anakin. And even though it was kind of crazy getting to that part, I did like the parallels between that scene where Anakin fights Darth or Count Dooku. I liked the parallels that they made with the throne room scene from Return of the Jedi. I thought that was pretty good. I was, again, disappointed with the love story. Um, I, I was really expecting more anguish and more really heart-rending scenes between Anakin and Padme. And it really just became, this is what was necessary to carry on the script and get us to where we were at in Star Wars. And I guess the the biggest disappointment there, too, with Padme is that, you know, in, in the first movie, in episode one, she was very spunky. I mean, she was queen of Naboo, right? And then she went back and she she wasn't afraid to grab a blaster and kick butt trying to uh, get her kingdom back. And she was very take charge and let's go. And we even see that in Attack of the Clones where she's like, hey, Anakin, you're not leaving me behind. We're going to go take care of this and kick butt and we'll do it together. And then in the third movie, Revenge of the Sith, she just turns into a total wimp. I mean, yes, she was carrying twins and and pregnant, but but really in episode three, she was just kind of weepy and and didn't take charge and and uh we, it, she wasn't the padme that we'd seen in the other two movies and i i think that that was really a big loss and i think in that movie her character she was just a plot point that needed to be taken care of and i was disappointed with that for sure i liked natalie portman as padme i thought she did a good job i generally liked hayden christensen um again i think the dialogue kind of held him back and he was a little bit inexperienced as an actor but I I could overlook those things because really uh, Mark Hamill in Star Wars was kind of in that same boat compared to somebody like Harrison Ford but I love Luke Skywalker I I never and I I like Mark Hamill as an actor so Revenge of the Sith was was a good movie I enjoyed most of it we got rid of Count Dooku we saw Anakin go over to the dark side and I thought that scene was pretty pretty well done with uh you know where when he turned where you know mace mace windu came to stop palpatine he was torn on what he should do and i really do wish there was more scenes between anakin and palpatine i think that would have really helped strengthen i mean when those two were together there there was that dark force energy between them, I guess. And so I did really like that. And I wish there was more of that as the story went on. Um, General Grievous was okay. I thought he was kind of a cool character. Again, taking the, is he more machine than man thing to another level? And the four lightsabers was a little over the top, was quite a bit over the top. But yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. 
I definitely enjoyed seeing Obi-Wan fight General Grievous and that he ultimately defeated him with a blaster and then, you know, threw it down and said, oh, clumsy weapon. You know, I, I thought that was a, a nice touch. In fact, most things with Obi-Wan I, I enjoyed in the movies. Oh, I guess maybe I, I need to go back to Attack of the Clones. I really did like the uh, the Jango Fett sequence when uh, Obi-Wan went to the whatever world they were building all the clones for the army. When he went to investigate that and he met Jango Fett and then they fought. I thought that was a really, really good scene as well. So I, I, I do need to give that to Attack of the Clones. That that was a good sequence. You know, at, actually, as I've watched these prequels over again, I really do think that one of the things that could have made these movies so much better is not to focus on Anakin and his journey, but I think Lucas should have made Obi-Wan the focus character of the prequels. It was really his character and his story arc that I was interested in and that I cared about most as I was watching the films. And he definitely wasn't set aside. He was an important part of the prequels, and he had a lot of moments reserved just for him. But definitely the focus was on Anakin, and we were seeing his story and about how he became Darth Vader. But I think we would have ended up with a better story and better movies if we had been focusing more on Obi-Wan. Of course, Ewan McGregor did a great job with Obi-Wan. He's a, I think he's a tremendous actor, probably the best actor of the prequels, probably even more than Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon. But I understand, you know, it all ties back to, you know, Lucas from the beginning wanted to tell the story of the Skywalkers. And uh, so that's that's why we focused on Anakin in the prequels. And of course, why we focused so much on Luke in the original trilogy. So I understand where it comes from, but thematically, I think it would have been better with more focus on Obi-Wan. And the, uh, you know, the Jedi extermination order, where all the clone guards turned against the Jedi... That was done really well in Revenge of the Sith. Anakin, Darth Vader at that point, going to the Jedi Temple and killing all the younglings. And that whole sequence. And then, of course, it builds to where Anakin and Obi-Wan fight in the in the lava and all that. And the scene where Anakin gets burned and gets limbs cut off. And the anguish that Obi-Wan has for his Padawan and, and his friend and what has happened to him. That was done really, really well. I, and I know that he, of course, couldn't kill Anakin because we wouldn't have the other three movies at that point. But I, I really think that he would have. And then Anakin fully becoming Darth Vader in full uniform and everything, I thought was really good. They played that up really well. A lot of people say they overplayed it. I thought it was fine. Even him crying out no when he was lied to and told it, that he had killed Padme. I thought that was a good expression of his anguish at that point. 
and then all the the stuff at the end to to link the two trilogies together. I thought oh, that was all good. That was fun. It was familiar. So I I did enjoy Revenge of the Sith quite a bit. <laughs> And so there you go. There's, I think I'll leave talk about the future of Star Wars, maybe for next episode down the road, which who knows where that will be. There Again, this isn't formal podcast, so I won't have a regular schedule for it. But I will definitely finish off more about my discussion about Star Wars. But I think I will leave you with some uh, outtakes from various episodes from the past. And I'll talk to you again along the path. Strewn Along the Path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it. But do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space. Lawrence Simon played Uncle Joe. Mistel. Mistel. <laughs> Michelle Restuccia played Aunt Margaret. It took me quite a while, actually, to understand what people were talking about when they were talking about surreality. And, you know, I looked at definitions, but no, I'm not going to go into all that crap. May tomorrow. May tomorrow. May tomorrow be a perfect day along the way. No. In the meantime, if you are ever going to be in California, anywhere near here Valley. In the meantime, if you are going to be in California, anywhere near here. Anywhere near here. In the meantime. If you are going to be in California, anywhere near Hill Valley, in the meantime, if you are ever going to be in California and near Hill Valley, this is hard to say. That wasn't very feminine, was it? I've rigged up a pretty good illusion. Yeah. Ping. You've traced Hobbes yet? Words and... Hey, Marshall, uh, you know, you don't really have to do the ping. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to use me saying ping. Let me guess. You're looking for meme. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, and voice too. <laughs> Let me guess. No, that's terrible. <laughs> How much Okay. <laughs> I think he can choose any laugh he wants. <laughs> oh, right, but he says a line, so you read the line. Do it, flail! Come on! I'm flailing, it's just not recording well. 
Um, I flail and make a surprise. Set. Wait, oh, stop, stop. That is not flailing or surprise. That is that be my both. pants. That is different. <laughs> Sorry, Speck. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, wait, she's not being sarcastic. No, she's being honest. Yeah. Oops. <clears throat> I think she's going off my sound of surprise. <laughs> that didn't sound like a sound no, of surprise. No, no, it didn't. We're going to not. We're going to uh, pretend that didn't happen. I'm feeling uncomfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> this couch isn't big enough. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, which explains why we're sitting snuggled up next to each other so close. Microphone. That explains why we're sitting snuggled up to each other. So That's close. why. Yeah, that ex- is the explanation. Record your damn lines. <clears throat> Scrolly, 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 scroll. Oh, you're dying. Oh, right. No, I'm dead. Okay. <clears throat> Speech. Wait, see come, come lay in my arms. <laughs> come lay. No, come here. Come here. Come I'm just trying to look at the line. See you a little while, and I wheeze it. <laughs> see you a little while. <gasps> Hang on, the kitties are. <laughs> They're not being respectful Dude, of your death scene. It's my death scene. I get. One. <laughs> Come on. Go. Do we need to close the door to the back? Yeah, can you lock them away? Because I can only do that so many times before my before I'm an introvert. Before my introvert kicks in. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> see you a little while. I wheeze. I cough blood. Moss, thanks for coming after me. Yes. <clears throat> Lay back in my arms. There. See you a little while. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> no, that was really good. You should have kept going. I almost made myself sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't don't throw up. It was don't, the coughing. The stuff up. before that was okay. Okay, don't sorry. Don't throw up on my knees. Just, just go from the coughing. Coughing blood. Thanks for coming after me. <laughs> Thank you for the death noise. <laughs> no, that was really, really good. I like that. I don't know the sound for wiggling my foot into a Doc Martin. Sounds like this. <laughs> how would you know you're wearing Chucks and not a Doc Martin? I don't know how long she and I have been stuck in here. Okay, cats are now playing with shit. I know. They're gonna do that till we let them out, so continue. I don't know how long she and I would have been no, not would have. Oh, I'm inventing words. I don't know how long she and I have been stuck in here. Weeks? Years? Looking for fail-safes Lee might have hidden? You're better off looking for some invisible gold coins than looking for some extra escape. Oh my god! Cat! (laughs) (laughs) Yours is bad. What What is it? Your bag that's hanging on the back of your door. Oh. Your crinkly bag. Damn. It's your yarn bag. Yeah. Okay. Back in my scene. <clears throat> okay. I don't know how long she and I have been stuck in here. Weeks? Years? Looking for fail safes, Leah? Yeah. That is it. Done. Done, did, done, done. 
Dun-dee-dun-dun-dun. That was lovely.